Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Happy Groundhog Day. Chuck and Chernoff, we're on the fan. We're also on the FM mobile app, so you can listen on the app. No static. You can listen on the FM. Mostly no static. You can battle through the static on AM. We're still keeping it alive at 680. Chuck and Chernoff, your afternoon drive each and every day here on uh, 680 The Fan. It starts mornings with the locker room, 6 to 10. You've got the beef in, and you've got the John Michaels. You've got the Joe Ham, and you have the home team. They hand it off to Buck. The Buck Belusha. Does he do voices now? On the fan. I did not know he does characters. All right. 680 and 93 sub. Okay. I didn't realize Buck is doing characters 10 to 11. And then uh, Nick and Chris will carry you through your afternoon. So management has now decided. So Monday's the press conference with the Falcons. Okay. What is the uh, lineup? Because Domino will be there. He's insisted. I've been told they, they put the kibosh on that. Yeah. So he was vetoed from being at the presser to ask crapshoot questions. Boo management. My understanding is the presser will be carried live here at 2, and then we will do a post-game recap crosstalk. So it'll be 110 years of sports talk radio experience recapping the Falcons press conference. So at 2, the presser, after it'll be Nick, Chris, Chuck, and myself. Is that true? That is true. Domino going to be mad. All right. Well, I mean, listen. When Has he found out yet? I, I think management said they talked to him. They're boobs. Oh, he Domino might be right. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you about next week, as we lead up to the big game. Now, the football folks, we're invested in the Niners and the Chiefs in the game. There's a whole other element that will be invested next Sunday. Those are the Swifties. So leading up to the game, Chuck and Chernoff bring you five days of Taylor for the chance for dads and daughters to submit a 30-second clip of them singing their favorite Tay-Tay song for a shot at winning an incredible Valentine's Day package. We're talking dinner at Arnett's Chop Shop, plus a $2,500 gift card Ooh. at uh, Brown & Company Jewelers. Let me repeat, $2,500 for a gift card at Brown & Company Jewelers. Record you and your little Swifty singing a Taylor Swift song. You'll upload it to our contest page at 680thefan.com slash Taylor. You'll be entered. We'll also have a link on social media where you'll just be able to send the video there. We'll play some of the best and the worst on the radio, and the winner at the end of the week is going to get that prize package from Arnett's Chop Shop and Brown and Company Jewelers. So we'll look forward to that. Should be That's a, good a time. massive take home for it a 30 second. Wow. Yeah. It's very impressive. Good for whoever wins that. Yep. Looking forward to it. Uh coming up in 5 minutes Chuck says that uh, Kirby and them in Athens are having a particular success that deserves way more credit. We'll tell you the rest of that tale coming up. But first, I had mentioned to you a day or two ago one of the first uh, big boards was released during senior bowl action in Mobile, Daniel Jeremiah put out his top 50, his big board from NFL.com. And again, a big board, just we're ranking players, forget the position, not mock. Here's what we think of the most talented players. Now, Jeremiah's board won't look exactly like NFL teams, but it won't be wildly different. Some team might have this player at seven, another has him at five. One team has this play, this offensive tackle at 10, somebody else at 12, but they're not 
going to be, well, you had him at 10, I had him at 20. That doesn't happen all that much. I bring that up because I hearken back to the TF philosophy. The Terry Fontenot, we are a best player available team. And I wondered about that the first year they drafted. I'm like, he says that, but they all say something publicly. And I've always believed best player meets need, and there's an intersection, and, and we go. But when you take Kyle Pitts, without having a long-term answer at quarterback and all these holes on your roster, I believe Terry. Yeah, you're really proving it. <laughs> you played out the bluff. And then when you follow it up with Drake London, when you still don't have a quarterback and you still have all these other holes, you're like, I'm taking Drake. Okay. Because that was on their board, the top player. Doesn't mean it's going to be the same. Like, somebody else's board had Jamar Chase as their top player when, when the Falcons picked at four. Somebody else had uh, Panay Sewell on their board. Somebody else had had Micah Parsons. Yep. But the Falcons had Kyle, so I believe them. Their best player available. So you look at the big board of Jeremiah, just to give you a sort of a roadmap. Caleb Williams was one, Marvin Harrison two, Roma Dunze three, Drake May four, and Jaden Daniels five. Those guys, I think, will all be off the board before the Falcons get on the board at eight. Rome two. I, I think so. Okay. I think so. Then you get to the group, and here's a group that will be in the Falcon neighborhood. Malik Neighbors, Brock Bowers, uh, Dallas Turner, Joe Alt, the offensive lineman at Notre Dame, Terry and Arnold, the corner at, at Alabama. So let's just use those five players because theoretically that will be in your ballpark when the Falcons get to number eight. If they're going to stay at eight, folks, they're not taking a quarterback. There's no way in hell that I would believe if they stood up at the podium with a jersey of Michael Penix or Bo Nix and tried to convince me that they were number eight on their board. That has not been, unless they're willing to change said philosophy of BPA, they are not taking a quarterback at eight because there won't be one that fits where they're going to pick on the board, which means one of two things. One, you got to take a hell of a swing up the board and try to convince somebody who's got one of those three quarterbacks on their mind, you got to convince them to deal with you. Or when you're in the second round, you got to trade back into the first round to get one of those quarterbacks I just mentioned, Knicks, Penix, McCarthy, whomever you like. Otherwise, they're in weird spots at 8-43 and because their board will not match up with the quarterbacks that are going to be there. Caleb, Drake, Jaden. Gone. Unless you trade up. Those picks will last at most until four. I think maybe not the teams that have them, but they'll maybe last till three, but maybe four. Matthew, ain't many NFL drafts I've ever watched where the first pass rusher off the board goes at eight. Not typically. Or the first left tackle comes off the board at eight or the first corner. And that's a relatively, like, this has become a super, like, top five pick for a corner now. What was it? Sauce Gardner, Stingley. Like, NFL teams have decided it's all about the pass game now. Quarterback, left tackle, receiver, pass rusher, corner. It's all that there's who you take in the top 10 now, mm-hmm. except for the Falcons. Well, they took a receiver, but they took a running back and they took yeah, a tight end, a tight end. Mike Lombardi was on with us and it was a phenomenal interview. I mean, he was really good. I mean, he couldn't have been like, you could hear the tone in his voice of, well, you had Jalen Carter staring at you yep. and you went skill player again. I'm just saying all that stuff about eight is because if you sit at eight, you're not getting the number. You're not getting Dallas Turner because the first, think. the first pass rusher, Never lasts till eight. You're not getting the corner. He never lasts till eight. So the only wrinkle in that, the wide receiver position has been pushed so much more than, like, you're right. It happened in the past where we would take one. Like, Keyshawn went. But we're in a place now where you could see three wide receivers in the top ten. Like, that happens. And when you look at this draft specifically, you're going to have two that might go in the top five or six, which pushes down. If I have two receivers and three quarterbacks, all right, I have to pick six now. 
right? And if I get to pick six and I've got the best pass rusher on the board, I've got the best corner on the board, and I've got the best offensive tackle, you should be able to pick one of those, right? One should fall into your lap. Jamar Chase plays a bigger role in all this than we think. Mm -hmm. He was the guy that – remember we said – when the debate started about a stud will sit out his junior year and just train for the draft. We're like, no, you'll lose your edge. The NFL won't like that. Jamar Chase is like, yeah, I'm not playing for COVID. Fifth overall pick, 1,500 yards. Um, Jamar Chase, the wide receiver thing, the, oh, you have to play right up until the moment of the combine or else you're going to be too rusty. Panace, uh, uh, who's it? Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. He also, yeah, I'm not going to play. And then all of a sudden he showed up in the NFL just destroying guys. So that whole thing about you got to be going full on until the, you know, the draft starts. Jamar Chase changed a lot of that, including, yeah, we'll take a, a wide receiver this, this high. So I'll, I'll just like end it this way. It's February 2nd. It's Groundhog Day. There is a chance that Terry Fontenot and, and, like, sports people are pretty, like, dug in. I believe in this philosophy. We're best player available. Maybe him and Raheem have to have that same talk. You guys are going to spin your wheels for three months thinking they're taking a quarterback at eight. If they stay there, it's not happening. Because they're not reaching. That's not in their DNA. Unless they're going to trade up, if Bo it's Nicks not happening. If is no longer a reach, and it would, it would never How be a reach, he would, match your, he, would, he would match your board. But, I mean, okay. How, like, we'd say he's no longer a reach. If we take the word reach out. I don't know. Combine, pro, pro day, personal workout, interviews, the medical. There are like five big things. And if he got eight pluses on all of them. So if he's 23 on somebody's board today, let's just pick mm-hmm. that number. He could be eight in three months. That that doesn't match up with the talent, even if those five okay. things are better. Let's go back and look where Mac. I'm not saying how it turned out. Yeah, well, you have Mac, to factor that in now. Mac Jones was thought of as the first quarter. Like, remember the Falcons at the top of the second round may be able to get Mac Jones, and then when they're like, "Whoa, wait a minute, he's a first rounder and he's a he's a top fifteen pick." Mm-hmm. He went fifteen. Doesn't look like they got it right at all. In fact, I think they're going to cut him. I really do. Could um, happen. Yeah. So, but that's a prime example. But he. Yeah, he, he wasn't, but he wasn't in January, and then he was in April. And so all the change, what changed was some combines, some pro days, and some not, interviews, and you blew him away on the the whiteboard sure. with his knowledge. And but the game tape is there for the reason. And I'm not saying those other things don't matter; they do. Those are all factors; they're all little bits and pieces. The game film is is most of what you should need. So didn't he have a dad bod photo as well? Of course he did. He had, he had the cigar dad bod. He did. It was like yeah. legit. Like Patrick Mahomes looks like a chiseled. You know, Adonis compared to what Mac Jones looked like. And I have no room to talk. I'm just giving you a comparison. So uh, apparently Kirby and them are having particular success that deserves way more credit. I thought two championships was all you needed. That's Don Draper said that's what the money's for. I thought that's what the championships were for. <laughs> um, no, there's there's even more, actually, because it's a multi-layered success at a position where it just does not happen very much. Um, if you had looked at the portal and – Signing this all started signing days next Wednesday, and I was looking at what's going to happen in Georgia, for instance, with Georgia high school players, and they're all committed, or most of them are signed. So it's going to be a pretty quiet Wednesday unless there's just a surprise somewhere. So now I'm looking at portal because you know when your coach gets whacked or retires or whatever, you got 30 days, and so it's a it's your own 30 day window, and so that can still kind of linger a little bit. But I'm looking at Georgia, and except for like a post-spring practice, we get into May and pick up two kids from the portal. This this is kind of a complete-looking roster at this point, Matt. They brought in six kids through the portal. Half of them are receivers. And I've always talked about, and we all, everybody knows this, uh, the familiarity with the receivers and the nuances of the position, et cetera, um, it, it, and all that stuff is real. 
except in Athens, Kirby, the reason I want to point this out is Kirby has found a way for a position that has notoriously been about not only continuity and familiarity, but diva personality when it doesn't go your way. And he's eliminated almost all of this. What they are doing at wide receiver each offseason is not reactionary. They're losing a ton of talent to uh, mostly the NFL or you lose your uh, eligibility. You don't have any more left. Um, And they are replacing these kids mostly with hand-picked experienced receivers out of the portal. We saw last year they went in and got Mississippi State's leading receiver. Mike Leach was the coach still. They threw the ball a lot got Ra-Ra Thomas to come to uh, Athens to be in the mix. They went to Missouri and got an all-SEC receiver in Dominic Lovett with the pitch, Matt. I don't know. You've been a while around wide receivers. How's this pitch go often? Hey, uh, you were just first team all-conference. You had a bunch of numbers. We have a new plan. Your numbers go down, and you more just like fit into the team. Mm-hmm. That's not really a wide receiver pitch much. No, That's not, not a selling point. Not really what they like. Um Kirby and the staff is making it work. When I say that this is not reactionary, it's clearly a path that they've decided on. We're not going to just milk the four-star and five-star recruits and hope that some of them stay around and grow them up, and then we'll have you know juniors and seniors. We're not going to go that route. We're not going to take the chance. This is intentional, and when I say it's success on fronts that normally aren't a success with wide receivers – and even when I say it's working, it's not just about winning on the field. It's working because wide receivers are watching their personal numbers go down and no one gripes and no one leaves. The kids who transfer in are having to fit into a rotation after having previously been the focus and then also having to fight for eyeball time from a quarterback who doesn't know them. And they're not only accepting the pitch, but when they get here, they're on board. When I, and, and the reason I wanted to phrase it that way, when you say pitch, it's almost you think, well, was it an honest uh, presentation? Was it just uh, did they true love him? Did they mislead the kid? You would know if Kirby and his staff were trying to appeal to wide receivers by saying you're all going to be like to each kid. You're going to be the number one kid. And then, hey, this is a different story. When I showed up in Athens, you haven't heard any of that from anybody Mm -hmm. so it's not just that it's working as far as production it's working as far as these kids show up having already shown themselves to be a star and now they're just kind of in the mix the reason this kind of thinking about this was watching um senior bowl stuff and i was thinking about brock and i was watching lad and then i was thinking about the other talent that they're they're losing and then every way that they're retooling in this offseason just like they did last year, just like they did two years ago. Nobody picks the wide receiver position to do this with. Kirby does, and it's working on field and off. If you consider what they're losing, right? They're losing three of their four top, uh, three of their top four pass catchers and yards. And Rosemary Jack St. Yeah, well, I'm saying Rosemary Jack St. Ladden Brock. Yeah. Those are three of the four. Dom Lovett was number two among everybody else. Sometimes you don't skip a beat, but you bring back the quarterback who everybody knows is probably going to have a better year helping his own draft stock. But now you're going to plug more in for Rara, more for Dom. Dylan Bell just popped out of nowhere and all of a sudden became a thing. And don't you believe Oscar Delp will become the next thing? I don't know that you can ever be a Brock-like thing because that's that's like an alien. But don't you think Oscar Delp all of a sudden, like, pops? And, okay, it won't be the exact same, but the offense that 
You saw last year that averaged 41 a game. They'll be right around that number again. Even with a tougher schedule. That's the wrinkle in it. The schedule is more fun, but it's definitely got some brutal stops in it. All right, coming up. One in 16. 16. <laughs> and it could mean the, the biggest sporting event in Atlanta sports history. 28-3. We've screamed about that forever. Mm. I thought we retired that a while ago. We lost a 28-3 lead. I feel like we've heard a lot about that lately, and I blame Dan Quinn for getting another job. Now that Quinn got another job, our misery is just back in the media. Good is better best. Never let it rest. So your good is better, and your better is the best. Kind of feels like we're just playing out the same day over and over and over again. Happy Groundhog Day from Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. That little uh, rodent out there at the Yellow River Game Ranch didn't see a shadow today, so we're good. Spring is upon us. Thank you to the General War Guard Lee. Do you think Lee could take Punxsutawney Phil if we put him in a cage together? Like, do we feel like the general could handle his business? Oh, yeah, he scraps. Yeah. Punxsutawney Phil just feels like in a battle it would... I don't know. Just, he feels very bougie compared to the general. Yeah. He's a bougie rodent. I don't know. But again, happy uh, happy Groundhog Day. Uh, so I saw where Adam Schefter, you heard of him, Chuck? I have, yes. What, what does Adam Schefter cover? He covers the NFL. Which is a what? It's a sport. Yeah, sure. Right? He has 11 million followers on Twitter, and he posted a big, long tweet about Carl Weathers passing away the way Derek Thomas mentioned it in his update because – Carl Weathers passing crosses into sports, like it crosses into every other venue of entertainment. What up, Chuck? Wow. Oh, no. But how does... How he, does what? Okay. He was a former NFL linebacker. He was. He better. played a couple years for right, the Raiders. Don't be dumb. He was also a heavyweight champion. And I, he was a, a, a golf sensei to Happy Gilmore. Crossed over. We're going to miss him. Who played Daryl Palmer? Oh, I don't know the actor. What is the actor in that? Uh, that uh, O'Keefe? I think you're right. He okay. was, uh, uh, for those who don't know, Daryl Palmer in the movie Slugger's Wife broke the single season home run record of Roger Maris. There was a crappy movie like 84, 85, filmed it in Atlanta mm-hmm. as an Atlanta Brave player, set the all-time home run record. And, and he was, uh, he was, he was stupid Rebecca DeMormand. Yeah, too. he was. Yeah. Um, if the actor who plays played him passes. Michael O'Keefe. Michael O'Keefe. I don't think that we put it in the sports update. I don't think he played in the NFL. Are you comparing the slugger's wife right. to Rocky Thank and you. Happy Gilmore? You're not going to win this one. Jeez. I told you. You need to back down and just say I, you took the L. Just say you took the L. It's okay. I, L. Thank you. Hold this L, Chuck. The uh, 4 o'clock hour is presented by Entry Point Doors and Windows. they that L to Sandy Springs. <laughs> You can't go yet. We have a game time coming up. Uh, Atlanta's local expert for entry doors and windows. They're Atlanta's best for a reason. Go to entrypointatlanta.com for a free estimate. Uh, We are going to play Friday game time in five minutes. It's just simply guess who's coming to town. You can win a prize, something good, something crappy. It just depends all in between based on Chuck's ability to recognize who's coming to town. All right, so start filling up the lines, 404-231-1680. One of the prizes we're going to play for is tickets to see Bill Maher, who's coming back to town at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Center. Tickets went on sale this morning at LiveNation.com. They hit uh, the uh, public at 10 a.m. We've got another pair to give away during game time in five minutes, so hop aboard. In that I've never heard the rules and don't understand the game, I feel good for the contestants if they nah, you'll, you'll the be head-to-head thing. I got a lot is that of, Usher? I got a, I got a lot of faith 
that you will handle no your business. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get to it coming up. But one in 16 could mean the biggest sporting event in Atlanta sports history. I thought we did that. I thought we hosted the world. Uh, that happened. It did. But as far as one individual broadcast event now, I say one in 16. I think it is Sunday afternoon, about four, maybe. You get the announcement of the specific sites across North America. 16 cities are in play to host World Cup games. That is correct. Um, including the World Cup final game. So Atlanta is going to host something. Mm-hmm. There's a that, thought right? that they would never. Now, again, I don't know the FIFA and what they would. I was told they would never, ever host the finals indoors, mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to bring in grass regardless, and they're going to play it on real blades, yeah. et cetera. Lucky for us, our roof comes off yeah. our building. But that would never, ever do that. That And I said, but Atlanta has – they're one of the 16. They have to choose the finals from this list. And they said, yes, Atlanta's probably going to get a semifinal, one of those, but the finals, they are in play for it. When I say this would be the biggest single sporting event in Atlanta history – Talking globally, uh, Super Bowl viewers, Matt, we've talked about across America is 110 million. Yeah. Is that about right? 110, 115, okay. right? Super Bowl viewers last February outside the United States, 56 million. Mm-hmm. Total viewership of the World Cup final most recently, 1.5 billion. Well, let's start in a place that soccer is the most popular sport in every other country in the world except America. And so if we had it, that's a lot of eyeballs on Atlanta for this, and I think it would be cool. It's not likely to happen. It is, by I guess, technicalities, 1 in 16, and they are a favorite more than some of the other cities, but... It looks like it probably will be one of the two semis, but um, which, by the way, don't don't could get the final. Don't underscore that. That's a huge deal. Now, if we get the news that the finals of the World Cup goes to the city of Atlanta, Atlanta well, that would be a huge deal. I'm not expecting it, but having one of the other games is matches is a huge, huge deal economically. Yeah. From a, you know, a chance to show the city off, the venue, all of it. That's a it's a huge, huge because deal. the Olympics lasted two and a half weeks just the events and all the stuff, and then the lingering. We were in Olympic City. Billy Payne will forever have the belt of bringing something yeah. to Atlanta, but Dan Corso and everybody else, man, if this thing happens. Oh, my God. Feathers. Which, it would be an upset, but it wouldn't be the biggest upset. When you have hosted an Olympics, yeah. you can certainly handle this. And think about how our city has grown in the last 20, what are we, 27, 28 years. God, that's crazy. That is nuts. We're that far removed from the Olympics. But, yeah, no, this city – for that event will be enormous. What are the other American cities? We have Miami is hosting. I know Atlanta's hosting. Is L.A.? I want to see the other World Cup cities in America that are hosting because, again, it's it's one heck of a big story. All right, another big story is you guys having a chance to win and win big during a Friday game time. We all know Chuck has a vast knowledge of information rolling around in his brain. Sugar! Yes, please. Is that Usher? Including lots of <laughs> musical intellect. Don't make me wait for love this time. Today it's time to put his musical knowledge to the test. Patrolling, trying to guess me right dirty. If Chuck can guess who's coming to town, you can win big on Chuck and Chernoff. On the road again. All right, so it's a Friday game time. This is a very simple game. We took a look at uh, the schedule of concerts coming Back to Atlanta for the entirety of 2024. 
Uh huh. Some big acts, some not so big acts, some uh, mainstream apps, some others. And you decided it's a great opportunity to make fun of Chuck. Not at all. No, no. Because again, we're going to put now. As the senior, the elder statesman on the show, this wouldn't have worked as well if I put Cullen to the test on some of this stuff. So take the elderly and put... <laughs> you're taking this the wrong way. What you're doing is you're positioning yourself as the victim, okay? That's not the case at all. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to play you a piece of music. I'm going to give you a little clue, and all you have to do is identify the artist who's coming to town. Okay. Now, if you don't get it, we will offer it to the caller. So the caller theoretically has two chances, okay? Chuck gets it. You're already a winner. Chuck misses it. You'll have a chance to uh, find yourself in the winner's circle. Let me welcome in our first uh, contestant. Here's Randall with Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Randall, welcome to Friday Game Time. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing well. All right, Randall, take a listen. If Chuck doesn't know it, you'll have a chance to uh, help yourself out. I will tell you song number one. This artist has won 10 Grammys. He's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and he's coming to town June 10th, and he's playing State Farm Arena. Who's coming to town? Chuck! We don't have to buzz in. No, I don't have to buzz. I know this one. It's Justin Timberlake. Is it Justin Timberlake? That is who's coming to town. Look, it's uh, easy, right? Easy. easy. Randall, easy game, right? We're going to give away a bunch of stuff today. Randall, Chuck, just easy. JT! Look at you. Now you're comfortable. I'm in. This is good. They're all going to be this easy. Uh, Randall, congratulations. You're a winner. Here is Daquan to tell you what you've won. You knew who was coming to town. Now we are going to give you something from Atlanta's glory days. And Atlanta Thrasher's pitcher signed by Eric Heron. We don't know how much about him, but the Thrasher's were kind of cool, I guess. Now back to a guy who tries to act way, I mean way too young and cool. Matt Chernoff. I'm not acting. That's who I am, bro. That's what kind of cat I am. Uh, Carter is next up on the fan. Carter, thanks for joining us on a Friday game time. How are you? I'm doing all right. R.I.P. Chubbs. Hey, yeah, sports story, right? Guy was an NFL player. Thank you for showing the proper respect, Carter. Actor, we're reading. He was an about NFL characters. Apollo Creed passed. I'm sorry if uh, if we lose uh, uh, if we lose Dreyer. Why, why, why am I going Hunter? Fred Dreyer? Would we have not recognized it? Dick Butkus. He was in Webster. Oh, we would have recognized all right, it. Fine. All right, I don't know why I'm yelling. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah. Carter, if Chuck gets this, you're a winner. If not, you'll have a chance to help yourself. I'll tell you about this uh, hip-hop artist Mm -hmm. who comes from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. He's also known by his government name, Trevor George Smith Jr. He's coming to town March 30th, playing the Coca-Cola Roxy. Who's coming to town? Did you say he has Grammys? He might. I don't have that in front of me. He's been nominated. Who's coming to town, Chuck? Travis Scott. Who's coming to town? Is it Travis Scott? That is not who's coming to town. Sorry, Chuck. Uh, Carter, can you help yourself out and tell Chuck who's coming to town? Is it Buster Rhymes? Is it Buster Rhymes? That is who's coming to town. How about that? Hey, Buster Rhymes? That's exciting. Buster coming to town March 30th at the Coca-Cola Roxy. Not Travis Scott, but... Close. I would have thought what I... the help, Chuck. What I thought what I said his government name is Trevor George Smith. You're like, well, he changed his name to Travis Scott. That's a better <laughs> stage name. <laughs> Carter, congratulations. I didn't know. <laughs> Obviously. You're a winner. Daquan, tell him what he's won. Wow, you have some nice ears. Now you are taking home some cooler we found in the bag. 
I think he may have a little dirt on it. We'll have an intern clean that up for you. Now back to a guy who has interns clean out his car all the time. I am a living witness of this. <laughs> Matt Chernoff. You got to keep the interns busy, man. I did that. I was an intern. I know what you got to do. All right, let's keep it moving. Chuck's one for two. That's okay. Anthony joins us for a Friday game time on The Fan. Anthony, how are you? Man, if I was any better, I'd split into twins. Love it. That makes me happy. I love to hear that the audience is happy because that makes me happy. Anthony, Chuck is going to try to tell you who's coming to town. If he doesn't know it, you'll have a chance to help yourself. Chuck, this artist, one of the best-selling Latin music artists of all time, who is making his return to Atlanta to State Farm Arena, March 3rd, Who's coming to town? I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away Chuck! Chuck, who's coming to town? Uh, Enrique Iglesias. Is that Enrique Iglesias? That is who's coming to town. Look at you. Look at Chuck. The big brain on Chuck, Anthony, has just won you a prize, and he's two for three. You doubted yourself. I'm hip. You thought we were setting you up for something I'm here. I'm very now. Okay. And you proved it with that phrase right there. Anthony, congratulations. Here's Daquan to tell you what you've won. You did it. You have won two tickets to see Bill Maher September 7th at the Cobb Energy Center. Hopefully this guy is actually funny and you have a great time. Now back to a guy that laughs at his own jokes every single (laughs) show. Matt Chernoff. I think you're funny, though. Thank you, Daquan. My kids hate when I do that. They're like, oh, you're cracking yourself up. I'm like, somebody's got to laugh. It's fine. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk to Hunter, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Hunter, welcome to a Friday game time. How are you? I'm doing great. Just missing our boy Chubbs. Yeah, and th- another one. Pour one out for Chubbs. We Rest may- in peace. Uh, absolutely right. All right, uh, you know the drill here, Hunter. Chuck's going to try to give you a prize. If he doesn't know it, you're going to try to help yourself out if we try to figure out who's coming to town. Now, this artist, Chuck, I will tell you, mm. <laughs> he was arrested in 2014 for threatening and chasing down a 70-year-old boat captain in Savannah, Georgia. He's coming to town April 26th, playing Chastain Park. Who's coming to town? I wasn't born for digging deep holes. I'm not made for paving long roads. I ain't cut out to climb highline poles, but I'm pretty good. I know. Who's coming to town? The best part is Daquan's over here lip syncing to the song. That that was the upset of the day. Who's coming to town, Chuck? Alan Jackson. Is it Alan Jackson? That is not who's coming to town. It's also not 1999. Uh, Hunter, can you help out and tell Chuck who's coming to town? Billy Currington. Is it Billy Currington? That is who's coming to town. Wow, look at that, Chuck. Hunter helped himself out when you couldn't help him with the Alan Jackson. I didn't know. Well, obviously. I tried. Uh, you did try. I'm glad that the listener won anyway. Uh, Billy, are we going to run out of prizes? Uh, Billy right. Currington is coming to town April 26th, Chastain Park. Hunter, congratulations. Here's Daquan to tell you what you've won. Congratulations. You knew who was coming to town, and now you get something. And by something, I mean crap from <laughs> the back. You could just show up at the office and we'll figure it out. It's fine. Now back to someone who never does any prep work before they go on air, Chuck, uh, I mean, Matt Turnoff. Oh, wow. wow. Drive-by. Wow. Wow. Not necessary. Hang on, did we just tell someone who won, just come by, we'll figure out a gift? Correct. Correct. Yeah. We run out of prizes pretty quickly, and we have a prize closet of just things. 
right? At some point, we're just going to start taking staplers off salespeople's desks, right? All right. Uh, here is uh, Andre, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan for a Friday game time. Hi, Andre. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Uh, Andre, we're going to try to give you something. We're just giving out prizes today. If Chuck can figure out who's coming to town, you win. If not, you can help yourself out. Capiche? Capiche. All right. Uh, Chuck, this hip-hop artist is a proud member of the rap group Migos. Coming to town April 10th, playing the Roxy right next door. Who's coming to town? The group again? This individual artist. Yes. Coming to town. He's part of. Who's part of, coming to town? Part of Migos. Quavo. All right. Is it Quavo? That is not who's coming to town. All right, bonus points for him knowing Quavo, though, right? Like, there's something Quavo there. is in Migos, right. so that's a good call, Chuck. Wasn't he the quarterback at Burgmore? <laughs> yeah, he is was. that true? Okay, that's he look was. at you. That's impressive. Way to put the pieces together. All right, so uh, Andre, he thought it was a Quavo. Obviously, that's not correct. Can you help Chuck by tell him, uh, telling him who's coming to town? Is it Offset? Is it Offset? That is who's coming to town. Again, our audience, man. You guys. Can okay, be- hang on. I want to say I probably this was like who wants to be a millionaire. I probably took one of his choices, mm-hmm. and so he got the right one because it could have been you could you helped him out. That's very the third one's dead. So, oh, well, so we know he's not showing up. All right. Uh, congratulations, Andre. You're a winner. Here is Daquan to tell you what you won. Wait to guess who's coming to town. This prize is so good, you may need a drum roll. Can we get a drum roll for Andre, please? Nah, just kidding. It's crap from the back. Uh, now <laughs> yeah. back to someone who is never funny when he tries to be Matt Chernoff. Okay, you've used that one already. That I'm was... going to advise everyone who wins, nail down what you get before you show up. <laughs> like, give a call, just call back, talk to Cullen, someone. Just how about a ballpark? Doesn't every radio station have, like, a, a like a load of gift cards or something? Don't we have something? Your summer fun pack with a something. T-shirt, a mouse pad, a koozie. Don't we have the limited edition 680 The Fan shirts? Keychain. Yeah, I would think. I don't think anybody uses a mouse pad, though, anymore. From the 2019 Peach Bowl? Right. That could have been a thing that happens. All right, let me get a couple of more in here before we wrap. Tim joins us for a uh, Friday game time on The Fan. Hi, Tim. Uh, hey. How are you? I'm Groger Jim. What do you say? Ready to play? Oh, all right, good. Hey, I thought you're you're not operating the motor vehicle though, right, to Tim? Yeah, driving down the road. <laughs> awesome. Hey, man. All right, so uh, Tim, Chuck's gonna try to win you uh, something. We don't know what's left, but if he doesn't know who's coming to town, you can try to help yourself out. Uh, this artist, by the way, to give you a little hint, this band kind of sucks, but they've had a little bit of success, and it happened in the early two thousands, and they're coming. <laughs> To the masquerade, February 1st. Who's coming to town? Hey there, Delilah. What's it like in New York City? Plain white tees. <laughs> Why do you know that that quickly? Yes, you do. Is that right? Hold on. Wait. Who's coming to town? Is it plain white tees? That is who's coming to town. All right, you should be sad that you knew that that quickly. I don't know. I walked down the hall across from Hold on. Star 94 for several years. Play the rest. Let me hear some more of this, Plain White, because I would have remembered the song, Hey There, Delilah, but there's a chance I would have thought that was like Train or somebody. You got that 
Yeah. Like, we were playing Name That Tune with one note. My God. Semi-Sonic? No. Evan and Jared? No. What a horrible song. All right, it is the Plain White Tees. Congratulations to a Tim. Here's Daquan to tell you what you won. Awesome job, Tim. We definitely ran out of prizes at this point. We didn't expect Chuck and the listeners to actually be this good at this. Whatever crap from the back for you, I guess. Now back to someone who always adapts on the spot after he messes up Mm -hmm. Matt Chernoff. I don't think we've ever had this many winners before. We really should have some prizes like set aside before we play the game. We did. Last week we had one winner. Right. We just don't know week to week what's going to happen. Our final contestant is Austin, who joins Chuck and Chernoff on the fan. Austin, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Just so you know, I'll take an Arnett's Chop Shop card if you guys have any of those. We can wrong look around. Game. Yeah, we can look around. I mean, maybe it is the or wrong game. Or a vintage T-shirt. Right. We'll see what we have. Uh, Austin, Chuck's going to try to win for you. Right? Yeah. Uh, Chuck's going to try to win for you. If he doesn't, you can help yourself. Chuck, this female rapper acts much younger than she really is. I will tell you, she's 41 years old. She's headed back to town March 20th and 21st, playing State Farm Arena. Who's coming to town? All right. Who's coming to town? Who's coming to town? And don't say Sir Mix a lot. Um. Mm, uh, Gonna need an answer. Uh, Debrat. <laughs> is Debrat coming to town? That is not who's coming to town. I like that though. That was an interesting poll. All right, uh, Austin, can you help Chuck out and tell him who's coming to town? Yeah, it's Nikki. Minaj. Is it Nicki Minaj? That is who's coming to town. Very good. Yes, excellent work by you, Austin, which means everybody was a winner today. Daquan, try to come up with a prize. Tell him what he's won. Congrats. Uh, I wish I could say more, but you just got crap from the back. <laughs> so when you get here, just ask for Daquan. I'll be here. <laughs> That's it? That's right. it. Thank That's you, all Daquan. we got. <laughs> you get to meet Daquan. You get a prize. I got a feeling the final four winners, like uh, the order in which they arrive, depends on the quality of their gifts. So you guys are going to go take information from them and tell them what, though? Like, what do we have something? Do we? Do you want some random crap we have or not? I mean, I don't mind free stuff. That's all I'm saying. All right. Congratulations to all our winners. Chuck, you handled yourself pretty well. Um, you did well. It's a big year for concerts around these parts, so we'll have more fun with this later on in the year, but... That's a look at who's coming to town in 2024. All right, Chuck takes off that hat and puts on his college football hat, which means he's got a CFT to prepare for. What can we look forward to? The absolute last two places in college football you would ever expect a Friday afternoon news dump. Mm, We get a dump next. Happy Groundhog Day from Chuck and Chernoff and all of us here at the fan. I hope you guys are uh, waking up mornings with the locker room. Six to ten, four dudes doing locker room stuff. And then Buck, he'll take the handoff, give you an hour of sports power before Nick and Chris 11 to 2, and then we follow Chuck and Chernoff every afternoon, 2 to 6 
here on the fan. Now, DT just gave you all those Pro Bowl games updates. I would prefer you giving me more Carl Weathers bona fides. I tuned into the Pro Bowl games for about 60 seconds last night, and I saw guys snapping a ball behind them into a hole. Yeah, uh, Kelsey finally hit the five-point target. Well, that's all he was trying was, for. Know, was, yeah. I, I was like, what am I doing watching this? I could not get away quick enough. I saw Jason Kelsey. It looked like a carnival game where you would you know, have a different point value, and he was long snapping to try to get a point. And, and then the last guy for the NFC just killed it. He had a, a strategy. He was like going for the one-pointer, but they had a gold ball, which mm-hmm. was the money ball. It's like, this is stupid. I realized that when I was like, did I miss kick-tack-toe? Is that on Sunday? I, I don't know when kick-tack-toe is it. That's fun. I'll take your word yeah. for kick-tack-toe. I'll have to miss oh, that looked one. The very first Pro Bowl I ever watched, I was a third grader. So go way back, 1977. Looked at the rosters, the players who showed up. Roger Stallback, Walter Payton, Joe mm-hmm. Green. Like, what are all these guys? Hall of Famers? Mm-hmm. Winning player got 2000 The loser got 1500 Those players couldn't get to Seattle fast enough to play that game. Do you know how much you said the, the Miles Killebrew? Did you see what he, he was catching punts and hanging on to him? And he no, called, all I right. didn't see this. It was a punt-catching competition. Sounds great. But you, but you had to hang on to that's the, the high stakes the game. Previous yeah. punt and then catch another one and then catch another oh, one. Oh, now I'm in. Well, yeah, now this really sold me. Um, wow. so Miles Killebrew wound up winning because he could hold six footballs that he called at the same time. He gets. $80,000 for doing team, that if his team wins. Oh, who's Miles Killebrew? He plays safety for the Steelers. You say so. Kelsey for snapping the ball through his legs like 80 times. He was like, who was it? Who was Nate Robinson kept doing the dunk over and over and over yeah, and over until they get it right, right. Kelsey, that was him last night. Finally, he snapped the ball between his legs and hit the, he gets 80 grand if his him. team wins. Um, now for, for ESPN, it's content or the NFL network. What do they, they have a night of something. It's pretty dreadful, though. I'm sorry. There's no way you can sell me that you're going to you're gonna watch three hours of this. Baker got his team three points by hitting a bunch of targets. He was throwing footballs with a baseball cap turnaround. I'm sorry, Dad. So, Is that a problem? By the way, apparently C.D. Lamb, epic in dodgeball. Now, back up, though. So the quarterback thing, that's been happening. They did that on the old Superstars. Oh, yeah, years yeah. ago on NBC. That's not anything new. But, by the way, Jarvis Landry is the greatest dodgeball player in the history is of the he? world. I'm pretty so sure. So how yeah. serious did they take the dodgeball? Uh, that's not till Sunday. I don't oh, think. okay. Oh, no, CD Lamb. Oh, no, no, no. They, yeah, they played. I, I, they had the prelims last they had night. Prelims. Yeah. So offense is one. Is there a chance somebody tries to sideswipe this ball and you know turns a, an ankle or something? Is that your kids yeah, have never played? This... Your kids have never played dodgeball at school. Not the way you and I did. No, they have. Like you know where we played? We go to Adventure Air, uh-huh. and they have like a whole dodgeball pit. So they have, but not the okay, way that so we Okay, so outside did. of school liability yeah, and risk management, you can now Correct. go to a separate third-party facility to play dodgeball. But you have to sign a waiver before you go jump in any of these places, so that's part of the waiver. And listen, CYA, baby. That the red rubber ball that goes ping yeah. when it hits you that you won't sue? if. It... I think I know a parent who tore an ACL playing dodgeball. Like, I think one of our friends, she, I think she tore an ACL. So it's a dangerous game for people who are not supposed to be playing dodgeball. That and pickleball. The pickleball in oh, insurance companies are covering. Oh, they claims. do love it. They yeah, absolutely. The orthopedists love it. Uh, Chuck, stay connected. All the latest news, your favorite fan shows on the fan app. It's all sponsored by Beaver Direct. The Beave, indeed. Beaver Direct is the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit Beaver to see what wow, wow, really means. You can download the fan app now in the Apple app and Google Play stores. Chuck Oliver's college football today. Good to be the king. I'm going to tell you about the least expected source for a Friday afternoon news dump ever, but I got a little something first, Matt. Um, Under the heading of 
for whatever it may matter. And in modern times, I understand the contract is a sheet of paper. Get the contract signed. Have you seen that Seattle is sniffing around Ryan Grubb to come be their yeah. OC? So before DeBoer, he brought him down here. If you didn't see Ryan Grubb, the former Huskies OC, who currently is at Alabama, has not signed his contract for some reason. He interviewed, he stayed behind in Seattle, interviewed for the UW job, didn't get it, tweeted out, hey, love Seattle, really wished I could have stayed, but they hired someone else, so I'm going to Tulsa. Hasn't signed his contract. So you ask, I don't know why. For him, it makes perfect sense. He, for the teams in these cases, once we agree, I need you to get your name on this piece of paper. Absolutely. For the, listen, let everybody work without a contract. Is the coach or the employee. Um, now this, this is the news dump. Uh, and I, I say news dump. Earlier today, about, I don't know, 12.30, 1 o'clock, mm-hmm. the SEC and the Big Ten released a joint statement. So concerned about the current state of the game that they are, their words, creating a joint advisory group to address turmoil in college athletics. What this is is the first salvo of the real alliance to create a college version of AFC and NFC. Um, except it's going to be a little bigger because the AFC's only got 16 teams, so is the NFC. These two conferences already got that. Um, there is going to be targeted exp- – I've talked about this for two years. There's going to be targeted expansion. I think 20 programs in each conference, and they're going to split up the country just like the NFL has. We have two super conferences. They play each other. Um, they're spread out. You'll have teams from different from the AFC in the NFC in the same city in some cases – so the cross-pollination between what will eventually be a 20 or maybe 24, but 20-team Big Ten and the same in the SEC, it literally started today about noon with the release that we are so concerned with what's going on that for the good of everyone, the Big Ten and the SEC are going to kind of bond together and study ways to make the sport better. So this is the beginning. We're gonna, And it's going to be great football, uh, but they're, they're breaking away. And so this started today. Chuck Oliver's College Football Today on the College Football Voice of the South, The Fan. Can somebody go back to the Florida State topic and tell me where they're going? I'm still curious. After all, like, oh, we're leaving and we're giving up money. Well, where are they going? Yeah, they got to have somebody to take them. That's what I mean. Like, there the was Big that... 12 was not much of an alternative. Well, what's the difference? Right. So after I hear the joint meeting of the mind between the SEC and the, and the Big Ten, I'm like, Florida State's over here. Maybe Florida State will get a joint something with somebody else. Yeah, the the ultimate karma is after setting in motion themselves the deals that called S, that caused SMU, Cal, and Stanford to have to you know kiss the ring and bend the knee. Mm-hmm. Florida State may have to do that themselves to get in the SEC. Um, I was reading <laughs> an interaction that your friend Dan Quinn, the new head coach of the Washington Commanders, had mm-hmm. with his high school football coach. So there's a new story in Washington on Dan Quinn. Little background of Dan and what kind of personality is he? Well, his high school coach. I take that back. Let me let me start over. His college coach said he got a text from Dan Quinn that read, "Quote, I'm damn pumped. Let's go get it." I'm like, God, this guy is this. Is, nothing changes. I'm damn, I'm pumped. Let's go get it. I think I think DQ's final words to Matt. He instructed you to get after get it. Get after it. Yeah, that was we we had him on an interview and I coach, thanks for the time. All right, go get after it. I was okay. like, I will. Now there are a lot of at the end of a conversation, an interaction, you pass somebody in the hall, hey, you have a good day. There's a lot of ways you reply to someone saying you have a good day. One of them is 
You have a good day, too. Right. Hey, oh, Quinn, get after it. Get after it. He's always reminding you. To get at, It's a competition Tuesday. It's a tell the truth Monday. It's a, if I needed, it's a collapse Friday. No, those happen on Sundays. If I need a little energy, it was DQ. Mm-hmm. If I was down in the dumps and was really questioning Kang's place in this world, mm-hmm. I would listen to the Josh Passioner voicemail. <laughs> Which you could call. We tried calling it a couple of times. He answered. He answered. Though. We're like, we just want to hear your voicemail. Because if you don't remember, Josh Passner, the former tech coach. Fantastic. Had this like three minute like. This is why life's worth living kind of speech. He really wanted me to have a good Tuesday. Yeah, he meant it. All right, coming up, it sounds like Arthur Blank and Raheem Morris are going to have to answer to a very angry D-Led. Let's not put the Arthur and Rick Morris card here. Sorry, was he in stereo? Plus, the entire NBA is going to have to deal with a very angry Trey Young. No, we'll tell you why next. Have you thought about securing your hard-earned assets? Do you have concerns about the future? Protecting assets is crucial, and that's where Nelson Elder Care Law excels. As a family-owned and family-focused firm, we provide absolute assurance and peace of mind through our trademarked Absolute Protection Trust, tailored services in estate planning, probate administration, Medicaid crisis solutions, guardianship, and conservatorship. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and empower informed decisions. Visit NelsonElderCareLaw.com for asset protection and peace of mind. Right now, American heroes are in some of the most dangerous places on Earth, risking their lives to protect our freedom. But there are a forgotten group of heroes here at home. They face fear, loneliness, and despair, the ever-present threat of losing a loved one. These are the brave sons and daughters of the U.S. military, and they are heroes too. American Bible Society brings the hope and comfort of God's Word to the kids that need it most. Honor a hero and donate today at AmericanBible.org slash hero. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you Use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954, MSRP 49,905, excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. 